Hi, I'm holding for General Hugs. This is Hux. You and your friends are doomed. We will wipe your filth from the galaxy. Okay, I'll hold. Hello? Hello? Yep, I'm still here. Can you- can he hear me? Hugs, with an H. Skinny guy. Kind of pasty. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Look, I can't hold forever. If you reach him, tell him Leia has an urgent message for him. About his mother. And the podcast! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real, the podcast. Yes. Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Noble Nerds. If you're still here after that horrible, um, (laughs) that horrible dialogue, we love you. Yes, we do. (laughs) I'm Tanahala, and I'm Cheyenne. And today we have a pretty good episode lined up for you, depending on your opinion. Yes. because we're about so, to share ours. <laughs> so, um, a warning to any toxic fanboys out there. This is going to be an entirely sequel-based podcast. We're going to talk about our favorite characters, some of the controversy around the sequels, and what we would have done. Yes, this episode specifically is going to be sequel-based. And we are honestly probably two of the biggest sequel fans out there. So. Yes. They're my we, we favorite. Research. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We have done tons of research, so we can defend the things that you guys throw at us. <laughs> Precisely. So, um, well, since we started off with such a strong introduction, why don't you introduce <laughs> us to um, your man, General Hux? Yes. Okay. So people always, like, I like one of the questions I hate and love is when people ask me who my favorite Star Wars character is, because <laughs> I have to look them in the eyes and say, General Hux. And usually there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) No. To you and I, to most people, they're like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, and I understand that to a degree because for a long time, I hated Hux with a passion. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember. We would talk smack on Hux all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's my favorite. So, okay, this is also outing myself. It all started because I was writing a guy. A Kylo Ren fan fiction, and I wanted to get to know General Hux more, so I was like, oh, I'm going to research him. No. I stopped writing that fan fiction because I fell in love with General Hux, and I couldn't stand <laughs> and bash him anymore. <laughs> but, okay, okay, going back, back on topic. So, yeah, a lot of people don't know about General <clears throat> Hux, and, like, I like he has one of the, I think, one of the richest, like, backstories, actually, out of almost all the sequel characters. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just very late. It's, like, politically laced. And yeah, I think it's pretty and like sad and everything. So yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> it's very sad, and it kills me. So it, it it even hurts me. And I'm I used to find and still kind of do find Hux annoying for my own personal reasons. <laughs> I mean, yes, he is General Hux. There is nothing that that's his personality, but his backstory is really cool. So hear me out. Okay, all right. So Hux was born at zero APY, which actually ends up being five years before the Battle of Endor. If that kind of like puts it into perspective, mm-hmm. so Hux was born to Commandant Brendel Hux, who was with the Empire, like big higher up. But here's the kicker: Hux was not born to Brendel's wife, but rather a random kitchen maid. Ooh. But yeah, I know, right? Gossip. But his dad did not have him killed off. Because supposedly his wife couldn't produce kids and he Hux was born a boy. So as all higher up dicks, they want to carry on their legacy. Mm-hmm. Which I'm thankful. Thank you. <laughs> so 
anyway, so like, yeah, like I said, it ends up so five years go by when the time Hux is five, we have the fall of the empire starting to happen. And so at that point, Hux and his, Hux and his father had to be had to leave their home country of Arcanus. And mm-hmm. actually, it talks about there was a commander. His name was Fleet Fleet Rax Fleet Rax Fleet Admiral Rax. Sorry, big words for Omel. Um, <laughs> but he was a political protege of actually Palpatine, and Palpatine was interested in Hux's the Hux's new ways of training stormtroopers. So he act so Snoke or Snoke. I say Snoke. Palpatine was really interested in the Huxes in the Stormtrooper program, and he knew that he was going to come back later on and rebuild mm-hmm. with the First Order. So he sent somebody to go rescue the Huxes, and so that way they could help with this training program is pretty much the gist of it. So there they lived um, with Snoke, actually, in that little like area where they stayed hidden for God knows what, 15 mm-hmm. years, 20 years, I think. So during that time, though, they had these random group of orphans from Jakku, actually. That's actually, most people don't know that. They're from Jakku. I did not know that. Yeah, that's where the stormtroopers actually originate from, these child orphans. was from Jakku, huh. which I think is funny because oh I feel like it plays back to Ray's uh, timeline of her being an orphan on that same planet. Yeah, and then, like, it makes so much sense that, like, her and Finn met and... Mm-hmm. I think it's even cuter. It is. It's really cool. So, yeah, that's where the original um, clones came from, was from Jakku. And so during his childhood, Hux grew up with these crazily trained, um, like, children warriors, pretty much, who grew up to be mm-hmm. the stormtroopers. But Hux was not as lucky. He was very much abused. His father would beat him, both physically and mentally. There's actually one story that still breaks my heart to read about. Was um, So General Hux, obviously, or I say General Hux, Commandant Hux, his father, had a strong dislike for Armitage mm-hmm. because of the whole, like, illegitimate child kind of thing and everybody else knew it and that's why he had the distaste because he thought people looked down upon him because he had an illegitimate son so one day hux was helping out like serving his like his father and his friends and he dropped Mm -hmm. some stuff and one of the guys admiral brooks turned around and started making fun of uh hux saying for a kitchen white for a kitchen maid's child you're pretty clumsy you should know how to hand out refreshments Yada yada yada, mm. and then told Hux to lick the floor and clean it up. Oh, gosh, I hate that yeah. so much. And it says like Hux looked at his dad, was like scared, and looked for his dad for like support and backup. But his dad was disgusted and just began to physically beat his son because I hate he was so embarrassed. So much. His dad was a scumbag. Yeah, he was, and so that just like breaks my heart every time I think about like little kid Hux. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so yeah, he grew up with these. Um, these soldiers and that and but he still even though his dad beat him he still really looked up to his dad and he loved hearing about all the stories of the empire but he heard about all the stories of the empire and knew his dad was high up and so as a kid he started to get this grand idea in his head that one day he was going to be like his father and palpatine and rule the galaxy and become the leader of it so Hmm. i think it's funny it even started he was a little kid yeah it talks about then so at this point, we know the First Order is starting to kind of come back. They're in the backgrounds building up. They're starting to train more and more soldiers. Well, one of the people recognizes that Armitage's father is getting old and that Armitage has really strong power about him. He mm-hmm. And so what they decide to do was the person who was training, who had the kids, um, Rax is also the one who sa- saved them. Rax decided that he was going to gift these troops 
to Hux, to Armin to Chucks. Mm-hmm. And so, so Hux was young at this point too, and was given this group of like soldiers. And then, so yeah, that's how Hux and, and ultimately ended up getting the orphans and training them. I'm trying to make this as short and abridged as possible. Well, there was at that same time there's another leader. Her name was Sloan, and she actually took a, like a liking to Hux and tried to get Armitage's dad to be nice to Hux because he's like he has these he has these troopers. He's training them well. He has such strong power about him for being so little and like young. And so his dad, I think, kind of liked him a little bit more after that. But his dad was still cruel to him. Cruel to him. Yeah. Well, what ended up happening was the first order now was starting to become a thing, which and his dad actually ended up getting stuck. It's called like Paranos. I can never pronounce names. This planet and sent a signal to Hux. And Hux thought his dad died. And then he got the signal and was really upset. He's like, crap, my dad's still alive. <laughs> and so anyway and he's like i can't like ignore this signal like so hux goes to get his dad and upon finding his dad guess who ended up saving his dad before hux got there who phasma oh my goodness so that's how phasma and hux meet is phasma saved brendel hux huh and so that's how she and then because of that she was able to kind of be able to go higher up in the first order too as well well, yeah, that's like some more depth on not only just Hux, but like Phasma and exactly. a few other characters. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so during this, you know, um, she ends up ultimately taking over. Phasma is gifted the older Stormtrooper cadets training to kind of take over because yeah. of what she did. And and so because of that, though, Hux and her started to kind of conspire together. And they're like, crap, Brendel is what's holding us back. Like, Hux is like, I can't get past my father, and you won't, and Phasma, you won't be able to get further up and take over the stormtroopers. And so hmm. they conspire and have Brendel Hux killed. And then not only did they have the father killed, but they ended up killing off Rax and Sloan. And Ed- well, I don't think they killed off Sloan, but they killed off everybody who was ever mean to him as a kid. That's the short abridged version. I'm sorry, it's not more clean and crisp. But no, that's great. I mean, there's there's a lot more to it. Like this was very, very, very abridged. Oh, I know. Hux's like character is so much more in depth once you start doing research to it because they don't really show it much in the films. Mm-mm. So they don't. I'm glad, that, like, I'm, gl- I'm glad that we're able to like touch down on it in the oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so what also is also something I found very interesting too was throughout it though, like people started to kind of like conspire that Hux killed his dad, like. There's a group of them. Well, mm-hmm. ended up, and this actually brings Kylo into it. Kylo and Hux were on a mission together, and someone sabotaged their shuttle and sent it crashing down on the planet. On the planet, um, you see the planet's name. It didn't really say the planet's name. It says terrestrial force and planet. And that's when Kylo actually uses the force to like save himself from the crash. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, he saved Hux too like save hugs from like the debris huh. and kylo was not happy about that no um, <laughs> he's like he told hugs like that was a coincidence that you survived too that was not supposed to happen <laughs> oh, well, yeah i know anyway so then hugs or um so then kylo and hugs find this weird like beast creature and kylo uses the force and like hurts it and hugs runs away oh and then Kylo thinks this creature's dead and goes over to the creature and it ends up like like beating the crap out of like tearing the crap out of Kylo. And mm-hmm. so Kylo's like passed out unconscious. 
Tuck is like watching from the forest and some random man comes up mm-hmm. and like and then he, apparently this man though escaped from the rebel like the rebellion from Endor and was hiding there for years huh. um huh. and so Hux ended up convincing this man that that was a good like that he's like no that's 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 a Leia and Han, Han's son like look at the face look at the face and so they mm-hmm. pretended like they were part of the resistance and they sent out huh. a signal to the first order <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's gold yes. I can't imagine them too no. <laughs> and then so anyway and then they go back to the base and that's when they find out that um one of the radar technicians is the one who sabotaged their uh, ship as well as Admiral Brooks, one of his enemies, the last person oh who goodness. found out. And he was one of the last people who, like, kind of suspected that Phasma and Hux, like, off the father. But yeah. That, that's just a fun little detail. I love that story so much. I love to picture I love it in it. my head. And I wish we could have <laughs> seen it. Like, I really wish we could have seen it. Honestly, same here, because that picture in my head. <laughs> I know. I love it. And then, yeah. so, there's, like, a few other random things, but I had to tell you this really cool, like, little thing i found out about hux like a fun okay. fact if you may so hux was actually supposed to make a small little cameo in star wars rebels really but, but not as like not like named hux but toward the end but they're gonna do to help introduce his character was they're gonna show a clip of a red-headed baby being carried by an evil nanny droid to safety oh my goodness and then it never made the final ca- the final cut no, they should have left it yes. in. Give him more depth. I thought that was just a cool little random fact. Also, oh, Donald. That. Also, Donald Gleason got cast as Hux the day before the uh, publicity fo- photo and uh, table reads. So he was kind of like a last. <laughs> I don't want to say last ditch, but I mean they they wanted a redheaded, pale person who looked like they didn't get sleep. And well, that's that's him. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> but yeah, wow. that's a little bit about Hux. I can go on, but okay, I'm done. I pass on the ball. <laughs> so that's that's just how we're going to do it. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that leads us in. Well, I hope people now understand why I like, like Hux more. And there's still a lot more. Like, I sent Tana a video of my Hux binder. And I have, what, what did I say? 25 pages, front, like 25 front and back pages of yeah. Hux's background. Yeah. And, it, and you'd think she'd be doing this for like a school project or something. No. 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 I got this <laughs> bitch highlighted. <laughs> just for her liking. <laughs> Like, I, I can post it, a picture though. on our Instagram of how I have it highlighted, and I have, like, l- like I have notes out to the side. Yes, do it. Do it so they can see your love. My love. <laughs> and, you know, so Fox will forever be my favorite. And then that speech he gives, like, dude was badass in that speech. Like, don't even get me started. <laughs> I mean, like- you somewhat have it memorized, right? <laughs> <clears throat> Today is the end of the Republic, the end of a regime that equests disorder. At this very moment in a all system right, far right, from right. here. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I love it. I'm not ashamed. You shouldn't be. I thought you said you should be. And I was like, well, no. okay. <laughs> I mean, I can be. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. I do feel like he, like, once you start doing more research into him, you find that his character is very much in depth and mm-hmm. he's more than just this annoying sidekick, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he really he really had such potential, which I think we're actually going to get into this point later on, right? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, stay tuned. So I think building up on our story with Hux and uh, with Hux and Kylo, I think we should move on to the big bad boy himself. 
Kylo Ren. <laughs> okay, Sorry. and here we can both talk about Uh-oh. this because um, that's how we bonded. Yes, it is. Tana and I met over Kylo Ren TikTok. Yes, Again. we did. <laughs> Not well, a Kylo shame. Kylo and Disney, kind of. K- Kylo and Disney, yes. <laughs> I think it was about Kylo at Disney. <laughs> it was. It was about Kylo at Disney. <laughs> Which just says everything about our friendship. Exactly. <laughs> but, but so yeah, I know Kylo was very much hated in the community itself. I mean, I'm, I feel like, I know. I don't understand it. I feel like there's like so many people say, "Oh, he's a crybaby." Oh, he isn't that strong in the Force. He's just like he just wants to be a copy of Anakin. Blah 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 blah. It just I don't know. It it blows my mind that people don't dig more into it and like see that's what they were kind of going for in a way. So so here's my view too so mm-hmm. yeah they were kind of going for that because obviously he has well, an obsession with his grandfather well here's the thing they weren't i guess they weren't going for crybaby they were going for the fact he wants to become his grandfather yes like, like that's like, exactly what that's exactly what i was saying like that's exactly what he was going for and yes. i feel like a lot of people refuse to actually see it because they see oh they don't have anakin and obi-wan not for me so i'm just gonna hate it and not even give it a chance <laughs> No, and, like, there's so many parallels, too, with Kylo and Luke and Kylo and Anakin. It's just, like, it blows my mind. Yeah, like, and there's so many videos. If you even look it up, they'll show you the parallels. hmm And so I think it's also important, like, Kylo's, Kylo's past. I don't know how many people actually also know about Kylo's past. Because they only listen to what they want to listen to listen about to. his past. Mm-hmm. I urge everybody to pick up the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book, too. Literally, it's in my hands as we speak. Yes. It's that easy to get a hold of. It is. I have one sitting on my shelf. Like, And I feel like that also... I feel like I've actually talked to a lot of people who they say once they read that, they like Kylo more. They should, because they you understand him more. Like, yeah. And he... so, like, what people also don't know. So, Leia, when she became pregnant, she had this feeling... Of, you know, if you train your, is it, if you continue your Jedi training, your son will turn. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? There's, yep. there's that tale. So that's also why, yes, Leia is a fucking Jedi. To those yeah. who say she isn't, she freaking trained for a little bit. And then Literally. she had that feeling, and so she stopped. That's also why she has a lightsaber. Yes, like, Sorry. a lot of people don't understand that. And then they go on TikTok, and they're like... Um, my favorite non-force users and I'm like Leia is a force user she's a force user like yeah she was trained the force but she only stopped her training because she had that feeling that her son would turn yes I also feel like people don't know this but uh, Kylo was kept or I guess Ben at this point was kept in the dark about his family yeah so that's that's another thing I was gonna get into is Ben very much felt Kind of like he was in the dark with his fam- with his entire family. He didn't really know much because when Leia and Han found out that Ben was Force-sensitive, they immediately shipped him off to Luke. They were like, okay, you know, you do you. You got this. Even with that feeling that she had, she mm-hmm. still sent him off. I just feel like that's absent and not really responsible and taking no. responsibility. No. And then, like, one thing, too, they also talk about is how – I can't remember how old was he. He was older when he found out about Vader being his grandfather, wasn't he? Yeah. So yeah. he didn't find he didn't find that out until um, Snoke told him. 
Yeah, and it's like that blows my mind because here's at this point, he's gone 20 years of his life being at least half of it being, you know, starting to be trained in the force. He had his family to find out he's related to Vader because at that point, you know, everybody else in his life knew a big portion knew and they hid it from him. And who isn't going to be like, who isn't going to feel betrayed by that? It's like, why aren't you telling me? Do you not trust me? Exactly. And I feel like Thumb keeping him in the dark is ultimately what ended up leading him to the dark exactly so if you read the comics you'll see that him them keeping him into the dark he felt lost in a way and Mm -hmm. so he went searching for help outside to learn more about himself and exactly you know Sidious he was like okay I'm gonna send my creation Snoke out there and help this boy figure out his family and so he was talking to Snoke over time while he was in Jedi training at the school and so over time it was built up of Snoke kind of being the one he could lean on while everybody else was just keeping things from him. Exactly. I honestly, I think, I think uh, Palpatine started when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh because, yeah. Like, he was, he was Snoke's, like, he creator. was Snoke's, he was. And like, well, it talks about too, it's like, Snoke says every voice you've ever heard in your, or not Snoke, uh, Palpatine, Palpatine says every voice you've ever heard in your voice, like in your head has been me. Yep, and like uh, all that, and that makes me think too. Like, what in the womb when Leia had that feeling? Could that have also been Palpatine already trying to get to him? One hundred percent, like one one hundred percent. That's exactly what was happening, and I mean, I feel like that's why whenever he like he crushed the school, you know, mm-hmm. um, whenever Luke saw him having those dark dark thoughts being pulled to the dark in that scene i feel like that was mostly palpatine mm-hmm. i and, think it was and luke just really helped him push it he did and in that moment i like luke even says it he saw the eyes of his scared boy and that kills me because you just exactly. know growing up ben just had to be so scared all the time he didn't really have a family growing like he did but they're very absent growing up and then you have Luke. He got sent off with his uncle. And his uncle's also training other people at this time, too. Yes. And here's and- where... Um, okay, so you said that. So he was feeling this pull to the dark because of Palpatine and everything. And, of course, he's not going to be able to feel like he can tell people that he's having these pulls because his uncle is busy or because his family including his uncle, is holding things from him. So why does mm-hmm. he feel like he should trust them? Exactly. He, he couldn't. Like, he just absolutely could not. And then just, oh, God. I don't know. And then it just, oh. As he, he has a poor, he has a sad backstory, too. But, yeah. And then I don't blame him. I feel like, in like they say, people say, like, oh, he's just, like, a crybaby because he has his tantrums. I don't see anything wrong with his tantrums. He has a lot of anger built up. Yeah, he, it's, he had it, nothing but trauma growing up. Exactly. It's a lot of anger. It's a lot of frustration because throughout the films and, you know, all of the books and stuff, I'm currently rereading the novelizations. Um, mm-hmm. You can see that he constantly has a pull between the light and the dark side. So, like, he's constantly torn between himself. So that builds on to that anger that he has from his trauma. Exactly, it does. And then I think another point people talk about is his fighting. I don't know why people flip out about his fighting skills. I guess we'll get more into that as we break down some of the scenes. 
But yeah, also- he wasn't. He wasn't very like. He was trained in the Jedi school, yeah, but like. But here's the he thing. He didn't finish. <laughs> here's also the thing. The Jedi were no more. I'm sorry. Even Luke was trained by like Yoda, so he saw a little bit of like the fancy work, like the seven forms and mm-hmm. everything. But also like. Luke wasn't like Obi-Wan or Anakin. Yeah, like they were starting over from ground zero. They're not going to have perfect skills. Exactly. Exactly. And so (laughs) that's like another thing with like his lightsaber yielding. And then also like that's also not like also think about all the other like characters we've seen. We have Obi-Wan. We have Anakin. Oh, God. Windu. Yoda. I mean, all the the Jedi Mm -hmm. before then. Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. They have all. Yeah. They've all been trained in such an elegant way. They're, they were almost elegant, like, characters. Where Kylo has so much trauma, he's not elegantly designed. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That makes 100, 100%. I, yeah, he's... Like, that's not his character to be elegant in his lightsaber use. No. Like, if it was, I'd be a little weirded out. Um, yeah. They would call... Well, if he was, they would call him a Mary Sue. Yeah. God, Yes. <laughs> God, yes. Which I guess could lead us up to our... Do you have anything else about Kylo you want to talk about? I love him. Um, <laughs> no. I love him. But daddy, I love him. <laughs> but he is your daddy. So. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, talking about Mary Sue's, let's talk about the Star Wars favorite character to bash. Ray Skywalker. Skywalker. I said it. You heard it. Skywalker. 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 <laughs> All right. So let's. This is my favorite thing to piss fanboys off about. Ray Skywalker. Oh, so I know. I, you should there, see my TikTok. <laughs> oh, I know. Same here. So, one of my favorite points that people always bring up is there's no character development in Ray. <sighs> Oh fuck off! There's a ton of character development. Okay, Major. very first, very first episode opening scene of Ray. First time we see her, she is going through. She's scavenging for parts. She goes to the village on Jakku, and you see her washing her part. And this scene descends chills my sign. She looks up, and you see her make contact with that old lady. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's this look in Ray's eyes, and she stops. And watches this other lady wash the same part as her. This lady's old, wrinkly, dirty, and Ray sees that's her future. Yeah, and like, you can that see that play major, out. That was major symbolism, and I love it. Yes, and I feel like everybody fails to note. And she has she has such character development. You see her from the Force Awakens. She yeah she she sees that that's going to be her future. Until her family comes and rescues her off Jakku. She is going to stay on Jakku. She is going to do her part. She's not going to put up a fight. Because she was just going to, you know, she, whatever whatever credits she gets or uh, portions, she's just going to she's gonna keep them. Yeah. Cause, and then, throughout The Force Awakens, you see, lo and behold, BB-8 comes into her life, as well as Finn. Mm-hmm. And then, she ends up trying to help them with the Resistance. Well, at first, she's like, I'm just going to get BB-8 to Leia. And that's good. That's good enough for me. Because she had, you know, she also has her own set of trauma 
where mm-hmm. her parents ditched her. And as you see her marking the tallies on the wall, she, in the novelization, she stopped counting. She, she's just seeing tallies at this point. She's waiting mm-hmm. for her family to come back. So she always feels like, or at least in the first film, she had always felt like she needed to get back to Jakku as quickly mm-hmm. as possible in case yep. her parents came while she was gone. In case her parents came after, what is it, 20 years? I don't even know. 18. She said she stopped counting, so. She stopped counting. So, like, that, I think, speaks volumes. That's who Ray was at the very beginning. I'm honestly scared, a scared, not scared, just a sad girl who wanted family. Mm -hmm. Hope. Hope. Yeah, she had hope. And then you see her, yeah, she decides she's going to stay with the Resistance, find out she's Force-sensitive, realizes that she really wants to help the Resistance and loves what they're fighting for, and then she goes on all these other journeys to help them out. And ultimately it, ends up defeating freaking Palpatine, who's been around since God forever. I know. <laughs> and so, yeah. like, what are they talking about character development? You see her grow. Like, Literally. It's not- like, over time, you see her go from a scavenger to a hero. And here's the thing, too. People can say, oh, like, a lot of people diss on Raylo. I mean, I'll admit, I'm not the biggest Raylo <laughs> si- si- like, shipper, like, simper, shipper, but... I she didn't do any of that because of Kylo. She never took his hand because she like she did it because she wanted to fulfill her mission. It was never due to love. Yeah, and Does sure she sense? felt a connection due to the dyad, but like that's all that was was just that's all it was. Yeah, so that's not a Mary Sue typical girl kind of character either. No. But here's the thing, they're going to fight oh she's a Mary Sue because she didn't take his hand. No, she she stuck with what was right and what she felt like she needed to do and wasn't going to let a boy get in the way. And if that no. doesn't speak feminism, I don't know what does. Honestly, I that's one of the reasons why I love Ray so much. She is this great example to, like, children that <laughs> if you work hard, you can, you can be the hero as a girl. Yep, you can. You can do whatever you want to do. No matter what background you come from, you can be the hero of your own story. Exactly, which speaks a lot to me because I come from a background kind of like Ray's. I wasn't abandoned as a child, but I had to grow up really fast and mm-hmm. scavenge, essentially. So yeah. for me, I can connect with her on that level, and it's one of the reasons why I love her. So. Mm-hmm. I love her. I think everything she stands for is absolutely amazing. And then, so here's also the next thing people talk about is they don't think that she they're like oh how did she randomly get the force one day god that kills me too it's like luke luke was around the same age as ray i'm sorry luke and ray are literally identical characters especially in a new hope yes they are literally thank you their parallels are the same like they're both i don't want to say orphans because luke really wasn't an orphan but they both came from where they didn't have their parents they were both stuck on desert planets with, like, really no future in front of them. But they were content in their own way. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't search out for adventure. Like, Luke wanted to get, off ta- to get off Tatooine, but, like, that was it. Yeah. And so they they ultimately are very similar. And people fail to realize that. I know. Like, they were both trained by old Jedi. <laughs> yes. Um, Sorry, Luke. In- <laughs> In similar ways, I mean, Yoda was a hermit, kind of, yeah. sort of, hiding out. And, a little bit. And um, so was Luke. So they were trained about the same age, about the same way. Mm-hmm. And Rey even 
had those Jedi artifacts right there to help her that even Luke had to go search for later on. Yeah, to help, because they're just there located on the island, mm-hmm. too. And then, also, too, what they don't realize is, like, Rey probably, honestly, she suppressed probably a lot of it. Because, you know, like, I mean, Luke, what signs before did he ever have that he was a Jedi? Well, yeah. I think once they realized it, they're able to really, like, hone in on the Force. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, too. I think of Rey. She's a scavenger for whole, her whole life, doing such physical labor. She probably was using the Force without even realizing it. Yeah, exactly. Like, scrawny, like, scrawny girl uh, pulling yeah. these big metal pieces. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And it's like, it wasn't like she was just thrown out. Like, she had to learn. You see her gradually build her lightsaber skills, too. Yep. Which I think, anything else you want to add on Ray? Oh, okay, let's wait. Let's guess. I <laughs> you have a lot I want to add on Ray, real quick. Uh, let's talk, talk about Skywalker. Yes, please. Yes. Okay, so. You want to start off? Yeah. So, um, everybody likes to hate on Ray Skywalker. They'll say, oh, do you mean Ray Palpatine? Or what about Ray oh, Nobody? Literally. And, or like Ray Star Wars thinking you're being cute. Like, no. no. It's, it's annoying, and here's why. She did earn, and I'm going to say this, and you guys can hate me for it. She did earn that name. She, she did. She deserved that name. She was given that name, believe it or not. Well, mm-hmm. they gave they gave her their blessings, and not just by the ghost nod. I've seen that argument. Oh, a couple of ghosts nod, and you think that's her blessing? No, no. If you read the novelization, I don't know. I like to read. I learned how to read when I was a kid. Maybe you guys should pick it up. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I I thought you were I, saying it like a fact. Like I knew how to read as a kid. I was like, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. But never mind. I know what you're doing. No, I'm just okay. I'm very passionate about this, but no, I agree. they you see in the books that her and like Leia and Luke were really close. They have built relationships that she never had parents, so these were kind of her mentors slash mm-hmm. like parental figures, essentially. Yeah, I mean, that were guiding at- her. Le- Leia almost adopted Ray in a way. Like she was like, I think Leia also saw Ray. I feel, I feel like Leia kind of knew she messed up as a mother. And I feel like she really took Rey in and let Rey know she was loved and became a mother figure to Rey. Like, exactly. That's, that's, very, that's very obvious in the novelizations, in the movies, in the comics. Leia yes. took Rey in. She did. And that's why when people are like, oh, well, they didn't give her the name. Well, they kind of gave her the blessing. They did. And Star Wars is big about fa- found family. They're huge on Pound Family. That's like, honest to God, that's the whole series. Every like, of you any cannot... piece of Star Wars. Rebels, Clone Wars, The Resistance, all the trilogies. Like like Okay, so you're gonna sit here and say that Omega is not part of the Bad Batch. Yeah. Right? Or like are you guys telling me that? Or that Finn he can't be called Finn because he's really FN two one eight seven. Seven. And yes. then like Cody's not Cody. Rex isn't Rex. Rex fives like, isn't fives. Han Solo. Hunter isn't Hunter. Han Solo. Solo's not his real last name. He just calls himself Han Solo. <laughs> like, literally, Star Wars is just huge about found family, and then they give each other their own names. And 
honestly, here's the thing that pisses me off too. I feel like when they are saying that, that that's, she's Ray Palpatine, that's her bloodline. I feel like at that point, they're neglecting the fact that people have, that people aren't always blood related. Yeah. I feel like it's such a, it's such a closed mind way to think. No, people can choose their family in life. Literally. You know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, she, I would say that's like, I bring, I bring that up a lot in the arguments. I'm like, well, are you, at that point, you're like neglecting the idea that adoption's a thing and they go oh mm-hmm. well oh well they didn't actually adopt her but no it's the same principle you're sitting here arguing back and forth with me that blood is the only way that you can get your name and oh god that to me i feel like it's just so i don't know it's just and i, I like and, so and to long. that i want to say i have two adopted brothers they do not have their um old last name Mm-mm, no so i'm just i'm just putting that out there and sure maybe yeah. she was ray palpatine before if she wanted to go by well, that Exactly. Here's the thing. She didn't know she was a freaking Palpatine until the very end, and she never nope. once ever called herself Ray Palpatine. Nope. And she, she ne- did she... not accept it? No. She didn't accept it. That wasn't her family. That was not her family. Even her dad wasn't a Palpatine. Like, he was, but, like, he also wasn't. They were, never like, raised, they were never raised that way. Her parents like, you brought up a really good point. She didn't know until the end, and he never. She never really knew Palpatine or the bloodline. She mm-hmm. was closer to Leia and Luke than her own bloodline. And you're gonna sit here <laughs> and not give her that right. Exactly. It is. Oh God. But no, in my mind, she can be Ray Skywalker. She's. Hey, she mind. is Ray Skywalker. Yes. And it's canon. Like, Sorry. <laughs> it is. It is canon. I hate that. It's not canon. It's not it's like, an opinion. It's a canon fact. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, maybe they didn't have to do the Ray Skywalker thing. Like, I mean, like, I would have been fine if she had been Ray, if she just said, I'm just Ray, or like, I'm me, or something like that. But she wants to be Ray Skywalker, and she deserved that title. So I don't know why people bash on it. Like, Honestly, so, yeah. and like, that gives an opportunity to continue the Skywalker, the Skywalker. bloodline. Exactly. It, it is called the Skywalker series for a reason, the saga. Exactly. So. And then the last movie is called Rise of Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> now, I will admit, that one threw me for a loop. I really thought it was going to be Kylo's Redemption. <laughs> I mean, it was, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of, maybe we could uh, move on Are to we what... Now, do we want to move on? Can I, can, I, can, I, can I bring up one point that I like to fight people about? Yes, One, one storyline. Luke Skywalker. Okay. okay. In The Last Jedi. That okay. man gets major hate. And that, like that's why people hate the sequel so much is because of Luke in the Last Jedi. Oh my God! Yeah. And honestly, I'm just gonna say it. It's my favorite version of Luke. Mine too. And people are gonna hate me for that. But here's the thing: throughout until that point, Jedi had been viewed as these amazing people. You know, th- that's the thing. They're people. Mm-hmm. Luke spent his whole life fighting for the good he 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 fought for the good that's all he did the rebels you know he wanted to bring balance to the force and so when he saw the evil that ben had in him he was scared because he didn't want that to happen across the universe again and so in that moment and it was just a moment luke did debate about killing ben but it wasn't him being selfish it was him being scared for the rest of the galaxy because he saw how many millions of people died the last time 
Yeah, it was and, just out of genuine trauma and fear. Yes. And then and then he clicked out of it. And that just shows to me that Jedi are human. They have feelings, they have emotions. They have thoughts that aren't always pure. And nope. so I think that that's just something that gets... And then they also talk about how Luke was hiding out. But at that point, Luke was like, I am... Well, Ben destroyed the temple, so he's like, I really am the last Jedi. And yeah. so Luke, Luke knew there was nothing he could do, pretty much. Yeah. Luke, Luke saw that and was like, maybe there is no hope, and I mm-hmm. am probably the last. And, and he, he was okay with that. He was, and he was scared, and he, he, he saw himself as the reason for all mm-hmm. of it. Which, I mean... I won't say that he's the reason for all of it, but he did no. take a big part into who Kylo Ren is. He did. He did. And so I feel like, yeah, that's just, I don't know. I love the Luke from The Last Jedi. I think it just gives a whole new perspective on who the Jedi are. And yeah. That and they're like, not perfect. And people like to bring up the argument that the sequels aren't canon or whatever because Mark Hamill said that he didn't like Luke in The Last Jedi. Well, you the know- thing is, like yeah sure he didn't like it because that wasn't who luke was quote unquote but they forget that that was the first like one not the first but one of the first moments that they show that he is a human with real human emotions Mm -hmm. well did you see that actually mark hamill came out and said he never really said that wait really i didn't see that (laughs) yes i saw it once it was like mark hamill said that he actually likes the last jedi I mean, yeah, why would he go yeah, on for another he... movie if he didn't like it? Exactly. I think that he... Ugh, yeah, but anyway, this is that. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that's just something they love to diss on, and I think it's a beautiful storyline altogether. Mm-hmm. And then... Okay, okay, so this is... Okay, here we go. Here we go again. I can go... Like we said, we can go on about the sequels and how oh, much they're slandered. hours. Days. The, the end of The Force Awakens, baby. Let's talk about the forced fight scene between Rey and Kylo. <sighs> because here's the thing. People... This is why people... I think this is where people started to hate the sequels, was this scene. But people don't understand the whole, like, purpose behind it. So, Kylo... Let's fast forward. Kylo off Han Solo. Han Solo took his major fall. Um, yep. <laughs> R.I.P. So, R.I.P. Han Solo. But during that process, Chewie hits Kylo with an um, an arrow blaster. Mm-hmm. And so Kylo, because ha- Kylo's distracted, he can't obviously sense the force because he just killed his father. Yeah. And so he gets hit. And he gets hit pretty good, too. Like, it's not a gentle hit. No, and also, people need to remember that Ben was really close to Chewie. Yeah, he was. And so he was just taken, like, taken back. And so during this, Ray and everybody runs off to the forest to try to get back on their ship before Starkiller explodes, ultimately. And mm-hmm. that's when they come in contact again with Kylo. And you see Kylo, and what is the very first thing Kylo does? It's kind of hot. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> he pounds... On his, on his side where he was shot. Yeah, and blood spills out. Because he's trying to get rid of that blood. He is obviously very injured at this point. And you can just tell by his, his like, composure. Like, he's kind of bent, like, more or less hunched over. He's bleeding. But he's still going to go try to fight. Oh, yeah. And also, part of the part of him punching himself is that pull to the light. He's hitting himself so that it blocks it out. Oh, yes. And then also, so, yeah, he goes to fight Ray at this point. And so he's already injured, not just physically, 
but mentally too. He just mm-hmm. killed his father. And shot and this, by what his essentially his uncle Chewie. <laughs> yep, and at the same time he just had that pulse to the light side. It's a lot. And so when he's fighting Ray, yes, she was new to the force, but he was injured. And a lot of people try to say, oh, him punching himself was to make him stronger. No, it it Mm-mm. was going to show that he was weak in that moment. Yeah, and he was trying to get rid of the weak. Mm-hmm. And I think he actually pretty well in the fight compared to how I would have done if I got injured like that and had all yeah. that happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, like, yes, Ray was good too, but I also believe what is the, like, what is the force essentially? It's energy. Mm-hmm. That's what the force is. It's the life force energy, what surrounds you. And so, in that moment, when Ray and Kylo are fighting, Ray's, Ray's scared for her life. You know, she she's and scared of what could happen, so she's fighting back against Kylo, and she's probably pulling in that energy and probably honing in on, on the honing in on the force during that. So that mm-hmm. probably also helped her out a lot was she had that adrenaline and probably using the force without even realizing it. Oh, 100%. And she was angry. Yeah, she just watched when she almost considered a father-like figure die. And not just die, but be killed by her son. By his son. Like, that's yeah. traumatizing. That is traumatizing. Up until this point, again, Ray just lived on Jakku and was a scavenger. Yep. Like, none of this even probably ran through her head. Nope. Yeah, her life was probably sucky and she saw some people, like, not being treated so well. But she probably would never imagined that. Yeah, she probably never would have thought a day would come where she would watch a son kill his own father. No. And here's the thing, too. Han Solo is one of the first people she actually had a relationship with in her entire life. Yeah. Yeah, because you really think about it. Other than that, it was Finn. It was Finn and BB-8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, she was also in awe of Han Solo. So yeah. it was like an idol too. He was a hero to her. So yeah, it was a lot mm-hmm. going on. So yeah, she probably had she probably used that in her own good. And so yeah, that's a little bit about that. But let's see. I think we should move on to what do you have anything else to add about the toxic controversies? Um, not really. Mm-hmm. That I can think of right now. No. <laughs> so let's move on. Oh, wait, yep, I have more. Oh, my God, I'm oh, so sorry. okay. Finn and Rose in the Canto bite scene, because that, people also hate on this so much <sighs> yeah. in The Last Jedi. Again, they're yeah. like, that was such a pointless plot line, yada, yada, yada. And for those who are curious, Finn and Rose try to go uh, save everybody in the Resistance. So they, like, mm-hmm. escape on a skate pod, go to a planet, Canto bite. They're the city of Canto bite. Yeah, but and they end up failing in their mission. But again, that comes to show that every mission you have is not going to be successful. No, like, and if every mission was successful, it'd be kind of disappointing. Like, I don't like movies where I can guess, like, okay, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna get this, they're gonna live, yeah. And so that just showed that that sometimes things fail. They do, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I think I think it also came to bring up a really good point about the Star Wars universe besides the characters itself. Because in that scene, we see that Rose and Finn find out that people in Canto Bight are selling to both the First Order and their side, their yep. resistance. It comes to show that people aren't always choosing sides, that they're just people out there trying to make a living. Yep. And that's, and that's how, like, it's a really real-world thing. Yep, people use war to make a profit. Money. Yep. And so some people just don't care about right or wrong. Nope. And so I also think that also helped prove a really good life lesson to 
to to the world that yeah. scene that things fail and sometimes people just try to make profit off bad situations yep exactly that's a really great point like thank you mm-hmm. for bringing that up that's oh you're welcome it's something like this is why the sequels stay stick out to me so much is because there's so many good life lessons in them mm-hmm. that people overlook and i don't know in my opinion the sequels are my favorites for cinematogra- cinematography wise like holy crap they're beautiful they're beautiful like what is the scene okay if you had to think about all the sequels what is the scene that gives you the most chills or like not the most chills okay okay what is one scene like what is one planet that you think is absolutely beautiful like you want to visit mine's crate like i love crate i think the cinematography they did for that planet yeah was I, would beyond have to say anything. The same, I would have to say the same thing that was beautiful like, cinematography holy crap like that one always gives me chills every time i see the mineral the red mineral like oh. mm-hmm. they did great they did they did so good also another one of my really favorite like cinematography pieces is when we see the fleet of star destroyers that's gifted to the first order oh my goodness yes chills every time i watch it i'm like oh my god that's beautiful probably not beautiful to the poor bystanders who no. have no idea what's happening but like if i was there i would shed a tear like, this I know is the you best would. day of my life. <laughs> I know where you would also shed a tear. I know. <laughs> Hux's speech. Yep. It's beautiful. It's also very cinematograph cinematography. The cinematography is beautiful on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, it just came to show the power that Hux had. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. So um, let's see. Before we move on to how we would have fixed the, the sequels, who is your favorite sequel character? So that's a tough one because I love okay, the fair, sequels fair. and most of the sequels characters. First, 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 okay, dark side favorite character. Kylo Ren. Hux. Okay, light side favorite character. Ray Skywalker. Ray. Yeah, Ray. Yep. Yeah. Ray. <laughs> I would say if not after Ray, probably be Poe. 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 Tongue tied right there. <laughs> It'd be Poe. I I think I like Finn a lot, and then probably Poe next. Poe. I like Poe's yeah. spunkiness. Oh yeah, he's he's funny. I like You're Finn's funny. awkwardness. Oh bless poor Finn. <laughs> I named my I named my um, white Jeep Cherokee Grand Cherokee Finn because Finn. it reminded me of a stormtrooper, and I love Finn. I love that too because we also found out that my car was named Ren because it's like black. Mm-hmm. That's also how our, our friendship bonded because we realized we have cars named after the sequel's characters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, mm. so, okay, so I think we should move on to how we, I don't know about you, I have a whole ending of how I think the sequel should have ended. Do you want to hear mine? Yes, of course. Okay. I am keeping everything up until The Rise of Skywalker. Mm. In my opinion, <laughs> The Rise of Skywalker is the worst sequel movie because it fucked all the characters over. And here's okay, see so like I support the sequels, but I also I also failed I also recognize that yes, there were some issues within the sequels. Mm-hmm. One of my issues actually has to do with uh um with Poe and they making him a spice runner. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one I didn't like. No, I was like, wow, JJ, we could not have been more uh culturally inappropriate appropriating for that one. Um but that, and then also that he pushed off. Ro- they pushed off Rose and Finn in the last movie. 
Yeah, which, I didn't like that. Which the last Jedi they had tried to bring their characters more into light, and then JJ was like, "Nope." <laughs> yeah, it's like why spend so much time on them just to push them mm-hmm. off to the side? Like well, they get one line. It's my thought and belief, actually, that JJ did a lot of that on purpose because he didn't like how the last Jedi ended up going. He's like, "That's not what I would have done," and so I think he. That's why I think he ended up taking everything that he had set up in the last Jedi mm-hmm. uh, and twisting it. But yeah, this is just terrible. I mean, run with it. Like, mm-hmm. so, okay, going back to how I would do it. So, yeah, keep everything until the rise of Skywalker. First off, would never make Hux the spy. And I would never bring, <laughs> I wouldn't bring back Palpatine, actually. I think it would have been cool to have it, the end of the Skywalker saga come down to the Skywalkers, Ben, ben Solo himself, that family bloodline, and Leia and everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that Hux should have been the big bad. He should have helped kind of, well, not been the big bad yet. I think Hux, Kylo should have been supreme leader up until the end. And not have been the spy, because that's such BS. You know his backstory. Yeah. He would never, never no, be the spy. No, he was so, so um, dedicated to the First Order. Yeah, it's literally all he knew for 35 years was nothing but the First Order. And so, yeah, so I, I do believe that he would never be the spy. He would continue just to serve under Kylo. And then I feel like they would hit a point where Kylo would start to turn and that's when the First Order and Resistance would really have a big fight. And that's when Hux would take over as the Supreme Leader. And Kylo then kind of, you know, ends up joining Rey and they defeat the First Order. Yada, yada, yada. Like, happily mm-hmm. ever after. We'll keep that part. Kylo will not die. No. Nope. <laughs> and so it ends up, it's kind of like a flash forward. They end up, it's Kylo and Rey. They go to the city of Naboo. And you see the nursery, which which uh, Padme talked about with Anakin in Naboo. So they're in, like, that little nursery. And then mm-hmm. you see him walk outside. It could be... They don't even have any dialogue, Kyle, Kyle right at this end. You see him walk outside, mm-hmm. and there's a sun in the distance. And you see, like, their child. And so you have the sun and then the baby. It's like, there's two sons on Tatooine. Oh, my God. I love that so yeah. much. It's like a short, a small little parallel. <laughs> oh, I love that. And then that could open up for more Star Wars movies. Exactly. It, so, like, that's how I would have done it. Like, a short, abridged version of how I would have done it. Yeah. Like, that would have been absolutely amazing. I love that. I love that Kylo doesn't die. I love that Hux is the big bad. He deserves it. He worked hard for it. Yeah. I mean, granted, he'd still probably end up dying in the, in the Rise of Skywalker. But I feel like he'd at least die with more justice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. And so, yeah. Would you change anything? Like, how would you do it? Um, so, I would probably have everything being the same way. Except, to be honest, I probably wouldn't have the dyad. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it wasn't really... It didn't really do much other than connect them, <laughs> like no. mentally. Which hey, I guess it gave them. Helped. It gave them force time. Yeah, it gave know, them like FaceTime. FaceTime, <laughs> face so that force. they could kind of see each other's perspectives for a little bit and understand each other more. But I think that's about it because she did most of the other stuff in person. 
Exactly. And that would be one of the things that I would change. And then in The Rise of Skywalker, I would exactly the same way. I would not have Palpatine. I would have Hux being the big bad. I yeah. would. I feel like Ray would convince Ben to come back to the light side and, you know, go against <laughs> Hux. And the anger between Kylo and Hux would kind of power him going back to the light side, feeling betrayed. Yes. Making his own choice, and then they wouldn't die. And then I would feel like seeing the almost the same ending, but Ray would walk up, and then um, Ben would walk up right behind her, holding a kid's hand. Yes, in the desert sunset. Yep, yep. I feel like that would have been a very. It would have been a much more like satisfying ending. Because here's the thing, too. I think that they kind of screwed over Ben's redemption. So Hollywood's very big just to kill off mm-hmm. bad guys. And like, oh, they're redeemed. And I feel like that was just a cheap way out. Yeah, and a lot of people say, well, well, what was he going to do after that? Because he would be technically like, um, like a wartime prisoner because of all the things that he's done. And my argument to that is I feel like they would they would keep a close eye on him i mean but not really imprison him because the, it's obvious he did good all the jedi hit out <laughs> like, literally <laughs> um but yeah no I, oh god yeah i forgot there's something else i'm gonna say but no i think that's perfect way to end like that been a perfect ending a hundred percent oh okay I kind of also wish that they had done more with the Knights of Ren in The Rise of Skywalker. I feel like they really shorted them with, like, the whole Ben Solo fight. These are some of the best fighters in the world, and they just got taken out, like, real fast. Yeah. Like, (laughs) they were the elite knights. They were. And... And then Ben they Solo just get shows taken up. Out. But it does, their- it kind of makes sense in a way, in my opinion, because Ben kind of, like, was the one working with them and kind of ordering them around so they knew what they were going to do. Like, he knew what they were going to do. He kind of knew. And then, but at the same time, like, oh, I feel like, we, I wish this fight scene had been a little bit more intense. Yeah. He like, did take I, them out way too fast. Yeah. I mean, I guess some of it is just for, like, the sake of time. But, I mean, like, if it was me, I just wish we could have seen more of that fight. Well, just more of them in general. <laughs> yeah, they were a big part of Kylo Ren's story, so. They were. Again, check out the Rise of, Ky- the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book. Yes. Because there you'll find it. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of it I have for the sequels. I mean, I think you and I could go on and on and on. But oh, we c- We've been paraphrasing and holding our tongues because we can go on forever. <laughs> yes, we can. Tana and I spent many a nights going on and on. Mm-hmm. To the point where we're up at like 3 a.m. Yeah. Talking, about, <laughs> talking <it>. about sequels. <laughs> and we're walking in like, what are you talking about? Uh, Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's too embarrassing to say. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's our, that's our sequel episode. I think we want to do more of these, don't we? Oh like, yeah, we could we could probably do more on like the other trilogies and Harry Potter even. Yes, this sounds like fun. I love doing these. Me too. I would love to hear your guys' opinions as long as they're not toxic because here at the Noble Nerds, we don't do toxicity. No, if you can come to us with valid and calm points, we will gladly 
talk to you about it and maybe even play it on the podcast if you leave in a voice note as long as it's like respectful and calm and you're not being like no essentially toxic so because here's the thing too um when I like I know like when I post on TikTok a lot of the times I end up get about like Ray Skywalker the sequels I get a lot of toxic people who can't defend their points and they just turn to personal attacks no literally they're like oh it's because you're a woman because oh, you're oh, a woman, you think, or oh, you think oh, Kylo Ren's hot because you're a girl, or like even like even things like that. Well, it's like it's okay, you're just stupid, or it's like like what? Yeah. Like no, I just if you can fight me logically, do that. There's no reason to be immature about it. Honestly, but, but yeah, send it in. Yeah, send it in. We we respect all opinions, and we would love to hear it. Just be respectful. Exactly. Do you have anything else you want to add about our our sequel? Um, just do do some research and figure out your own opinions on things ray skywalker is not an opinion it's a canon fact no Um, but seriously yeah so seriously dig down into the sequels characters you'll have a much more like appreciation for them and you definitely yes they are like not gonna lie they are different from this prequel and the original trilogies but here's the thing is a very different time period too exactly i'm sorry it's late guys (laughs) It is. It's like eleven o'clock. Fauna's tired, and she has she has class tomorrow, and I'm a little sick, and so. <laughs> but we're, we're surviving out here. We're we're doing it for you guys. Doing it for you guys <laughs> and us because we love to talk about the sequel. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like <laughs> we've been but, excited to do this one. Yes, we have, and I feel like we didn't do. It. I feel like we could have done a lot more justice on it too. Like we could go for hours. <laughs> oh yeah, and like think about it this way if we would have done this early in the morning we probably wouldn't have ended it until later on in the day because my energy would have been way up i know but i think on that note i think it's about time for naughty nerds Ooh, it is so if you are below the age of 18 follow us on our social medias if you want to you can find them in the podcast description on wherever you listen to your podcasts yep as well as our personal tiktoks and everything will be on there too Yep. And we will see you on the next episode. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love and appreciate you guys. Definitely. We love and appreciate you. Please send in voice notes, messages, emails, whatever you want. Please send them. We would love to hear from you. We would absolutely love it. All right. You ready for Naughty Uh, Nerds? Oh, yeah. I am so ready for Naughty Nerds because it is your turn. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm, like, blushing so hard already. <laughs> so, for some backstory, we've been seeing a lot of TikToks lately about um men literacy. <laughs> well, okay, so those who don't know, there's like this trend of like someone walking and it says the clitoris and then it's like men and they like walk in a totally opposite direction <laughs> trying to fun like trying to hunt down this the clitoris. And so we're like laugh because Tana and I were just laughing about it, and we're like, "Wait a minute, this would make a great." Tana's like, "This would make a great naughty nerd segment." Yeah, and I decided right then and there, Cheyenne would be doing it, yes. <laughs> guessing so- who could find the clip. <laughs> and I had to give like a brief description as to why too. Yep. So I will be I will be saying character names, and she is going to say yes or no, and why okay all right are you are are you ready no but yeah (laughs) (laughs) intimidating it's intimidating on this side well now you know how it feels okay okay i'm ready 
Okay. So we're going to start off strong. <laughs> okay. Rubius Hagrid. Okay, yes, because his hands are so damn big that, like, <laughs> if he misses them, there's a problem. <laughs> oh my god, true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Okay. Um, um, Pod Emron. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen the guy. He can <laughs> definitely find the clit. Although, oh, I, think, I think... I think he could also play the other side though too. I will live and die on the fact Poe was bisexual. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Which also both. makes me, which also makes me believe more or less like he would definitely be able to find the clit. Oh, one hundred percent. Um, I love that. Okay, Finn. Since I mentioned him, no, no. Why? He's just okay. He, he's Finn. I don't. I, need I say more? I don't think he could. No. I just don't think he could. All right, General Hux. Oh, okay no i don't think he could <laughs> without being told oh my god i was not expecting <laughs> i feel like i'd have to coach him through it i like how i just said i um <laughs> well, well in this case i guess you would <laughs> but you know what i mean i was i was so not expecting that you caught me so off guard i think okay once you once you once you tell him about it yes that first time no he's gonna be rubbing the side of the leg kind of thing (laughs) and he'd be so confident too he would be you like that (laughs) no that's my thigh (laughs) okay (laughs) lucius Malfoy. yes Oh, okay. Why? Okay. I don't know. That sounded really confident. That was get... really confident. <laughs> I don't know. Narcissa just looks like. Why would Narcissa stay around for that long? Fair. She, she's Fair. a good woman. Yeah. Fair. All right. But then well, again, they only had they only had one child, so maybe not. Yeah. Maybe I attract that. But no, I stick with yes. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. I just thought of one that I completely. Oh, oh, Bucky Barnes. <sighs> yeah, I think he could. Just something about his dark demeanor makes me kind of feel like maybe he just, I feel like he slept around a lot. Like, he, like, did some experiments, especially with that new arm. He's like, I'm going to learn how to work this arm. So, like, oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> he seems so. pretty happy on Wakanda. Okay. Ramus Lupin. No. I feel no? like I yes and no. Okay. I feel like he had to grow. Or I feel like he maybe got lucky one day and <laughs> discovered it. No, okay, I take it back. Yes, but out of pure luck. Okay. I can see it. I can see yes. it. Alright, just like, mouth away. No. <laughs> I don't even need to ask why. He's, he's a whiny baby. I don't think he could. I love. No, and I don't think I he do would even Jacob. care. I don't even think. He no, would care. he wouldn't care. That's the thing. He wouldn't care. <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbledore. No, that man doesn't attracted to the clit. I don't think so. No, I feel like uh, him and Grindelwald had some fun. Yes. <laughs> so no, no clit for him. <laughs> um. Oh, Bill Weasley. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's totally not biased. Why, Cheyenne? Have you scars on his face? Need I say more? This man is, has werewolf instincts. The man knows how to fuck animal instincts. I'm saying. Yes. Yes. But again, he's a big player. 
And I feel like he also probably didn't at the beginning, but he slept around so much that he just got used to it. Luke Skywalker? No. No, (laughs) him and his his Chanel boots haven't even come 10 feet close. No. No. Oh, gosh. Okay, we know that Anakin... We know Anakin has. Again, (laughs) why would Padme go against the council so yes and go younger (laughs) (laughs) obi-wan kenobi yes 100 respectfully though like he's he's the type to sit there and watch it to make sure he's doing it okay you know what i mean (laughs) yeah but like confidently count dooku oh god god oh god i don't know I want to say yes, but I also want to say no. Uh, I think no. I, no. <laughs> no. I go with no. Okay. That's honestly... Ooh, Fred Weasley. I want to know your opinion. Yes, he could. <laughs> Why? I, I, I feel like maybe in his life, he he probably... I don't want to say he probably researched sex, but I feel like he just <laughs> was very curious. And I feel like... He did his own research, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like he would be the type to be like, hmm. And I feel like he kind of gets pleasure out of it, too. <laughs> I like your answer. I know. Oh. <laughs> I was just curious. Anyways, I think that's all the... I think I've asked you quite a bit. <laughs> I think you have. I hope my answers were what were, were good enough for you. <laughs> they were. I'm very entertained. And I hope you guys are, too. I can say, so I have some really weird thoughts that pop in my mind. Especially when it comes to X-rated things, I can... <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, I have... <laughs> hmm. What are some female characters who you think could? I mean, I would hope they all know where it's at. I would hope they all would, too. That's why but... I didn't even think to ask about female characters. Because, like, female characters, I'm pretty sure, like... Okay, okay. Who do we think couldn't? I'm trying to think of a character who I think could not ever. Oh, a female character? Oh, God. Um... Who is someone who's, like, really bland? Lavender Brown. Yes. I feel like she would just be like... God, so She's exciting. a pillow princess. She don't even care I... about the clip. <laughs> I feel like she'd be the type just to, like... Oh, my God, this is going so X-rated. To go really fast and just rub it raw. I think she's doing a bomb-ass job. Yes, even if you like, if you could convince her to do it, because I feel like yeah. she, she's very much Pillow Princess. Yes, but Lavender Brown, that's my female character who I don't think could do it. Yeah, I have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys stayed around for this part. This was like, I really hope. This was, this was a good one. Oh, yeah, this, this is going to the history books. <laughs> Ah, oh, the history books where the noble nerds discovered who and who could not find the clit. The noble Fan. artifacts. <laughs> the noble artifact. Oh my god, can we produce a book? The noble artifacts? And like people are gonna pick it up. They're gonna these bookstores are gonna put this bitch in the history section, thinking that we're a history thing. And the very first chapter people are gonna open up to is who can find the clitoris. And it's gonna be like Lucius Malfoy, Hagrid. Anakin Skywalker, like, what the hell? Wait, 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 one more, one more. Yes. <laughs> Creature. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't use his hands, he uses his nose. 
I, I, you guys can't see me, obviously, but I have tears in my eyes. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> I love this game a lot. I, lo- I feel very passionate about my answers, and I stick oh, with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Naughty Nerds is our, like, favorite segment. <laughs> it is. It's our true self. Honestly. <laughs> Unfiltered. I, I, Unfiltered. I feel like we just have very crude humor, and so, like, this is, it's perfect. Mm-hmm but all right i think we've kept you guys around for long enough we have been recording oh my god it's 11 11 make a wish all right all right okay okay i made mine i hope you guys made yours even though it's probably not 11 11 scratch that <laughs> what was that voice scratch that <laughs> can i please leave this in Please. Creatures, creatures ready to find the glitch. I can't do the creature voice. <laughs> it's more like Gollum. <laughs> Gollum could. Gollum would be able to find the click because he's searching for his precious. <laughs> I, I'm leaving. I'm sorry, but I'm leaving that in. <laughs> well, here you go. You can listen to me swallow. That's what Hux likes. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you guys so much for listening. Like always, we love and appreciate y'all. Yes, we do. So. Again, follow us on our social medias. You can find us all on the links in the description. And we look forward to doing more of these. Oh, yeah. We're so excited. We already have great things planned. We have so many great things planned.